You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk of Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm so glad you could be with me. I've got an old friend coming on today. I'm so excited. Mr. Michael LeBlanc, and he just wrote a fabulous, fabulous book called Divine Dirt. Um, it's incredible. It's really incredible. And we're going to be talking about that and how it applies to everything that we're going through today. Now, I'm in California. I'm still on shutdown, and I don't see a lifting for a while. But we're going to be talking about what are the things we can do to help us get us through. You know, truthfully, this is the perfect manifestation time. We need to start working on what we want to see have happen after it's all done. It's like the universe is giving us this time to focus in on what we really want. And sometimes when we have things taken away from us, we don't realize what we truly want. So it's good. It is good. It's frustrating, but it is good. And we're going to come out even better than we are right now. So just stay tuned. Just get a cool beverage, relax, because you're really, really, really going to enjoy Mr. Michael LeBlanc. We'll be right back after these words. It's here. It's hot. And it's a must read. It's the science behind the Law of Attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net. That's lawofattractionmagazine.net. Did you know that every human uses only a small portion of their powerful mind? Jules Johnson, International Certified Hypnotherapist, wants to introduce you to your powerful mind in order to create your dream life. In as little as one session, Jules guides you into releasing limiting beliefs that keep you from achieving wealth, health, better relationships, and even true love. Schedule a session in Palm Springs or set up a Skype video session for those nationally and internationally. Jules would love to serve as your guide into living your dreams. Go to creativeguidedimagery.com or call 951-201-2166. That's creativeguidedimagery.com. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network, heard by millions worldwide through 38 internet radio stations and in over 135 countries.
Be sure to sign up for your monthly updates and get all the latest information on LOA radio events such as cruises, workshops, and seminars, as well as information on the latest shows, topics, and guests. Go to LOARadioNetwork.com and sign up today. Well, welcome back, Michael LeBlanc, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm so glad to have you back once again. Thanks. It's uh, it's really fun to be back. Actually, it's been a while, so yeah, I was excited for the opportunity. You know, um, you have written uh, a brand new book called mm-hmm. Divine Dirt, and I got to tell you, it's one of the prettiest books I have ever seen. I'm going to show that right there, if everybody can see it. It is truly an inspirational book because it's like. At any given day, at any given time, you can simply open the book and see where it lands, and that's your message. Was that the purpose of the book? It really was. I, um, so I, there was a particular flower one day. So gardening's a passion. Of, well, passion, sickness, you know, <laughs> it's, it's in that. Um, but I was walking around with a cup of coffee one morning, and this particular flower caught my eye, and and I took a picture of it, but it was just, I felt this presence. It was a very divine spiritual moment when I was seeing it and I captured it on, on an image, on a picture. And it sort of inspired me to write these inspirational pieces. And what I would do is I would write a piece and then I would take a picture from my garden and I would pull a quote kind of out of the article, if you will, and put it on the image. And then I would just share it on social media. I was like, just... And, you know, I, I, a lot of times I was writing it because I needed it. <laughs> Isn't that like, how it works? Yeah. There's, there's probably a good chance somebody else, you know, might, this might be helpful. And then I would, I would send it out. And then people did. They started like chiming back, like, hey, I really need to hear that today. That was the perfect thing. It, you know, I was really struggling with this particular issue that helped me deal with it. All that kind of stuff. And um, even got some people from Mexico chiming in and it was like, hey, I, I, it really helped me change my life in a certain way. And so it, it encouraged me to keep writing them and to keep sharing them. And somewhere in there, the idea was to, well, you could collect them and then turn them into, you know, divine dirt. And then what I did is, so all the images are our photos, I, I clarified, these are either things I grow or I try to. Uh-huh. <laughs> Most of them I've succeeded, but occasionally not. Um, and so, and kind of like you're saying, the idea is that it's, it's meant to be a coffee table book that's sort of out. But you take a breath and you open it up and let that inspiration kind of happen and then put it away. It's, it's not meant to really be a start to finish, take up a lot of time. But just is it something brief that would help me take a breath and interrupt what stress I might be having and kind of refocus me in a certain way to go within? Um, And then I was like, well, a lot of people love flowers to different degrees. And if you did, I decided, well, let's throw in some gardening tips in the back of the book. And uh, so that's part of the dirt, part of the divine dirt in the title. (laughs) I, I think it's lovely because it's getting down to the nitty-gritty. And I like to have it with my cup of coffee in the morning so that I can just open it up. And what's my message for today? That's really important. Now, that's how I can start off the day 
with a positive message rather than just drinking my coffee and, and thinking I'm getting or I'm letting the universe kind of direct me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, you know, especially today, right? Stress is up, fear is up, anxiety is up. Uh, the longer it goes on, frustration is up. <laughs> and, yeah. and I think in the morning especially, it's, it's like I sort of have rules for myself. And one is I, I will never reach for my phone, do an email, look at social media without having my quiet divine, you know, prayer, prayer time, meditation time, journal time, reading time. Um, and then my dogs like to go for a walk around 630. So we do that. And so it's only after that, will I like look at an email. And the reason is, it's like the moment you look at an email, you don't know if it's going to be a good one or not. <laughs> you know? And so if it's not, then it's already thrown you and you haven't even started or you looked on social media and Maybe it could be a pleasant one, but maybe it could be that thing that just pushes your button and off you go. Um, So it's just, to me, it's the worst way to start your day is by just kind of grabbing your phone and seeing what's going on. It's like, be be a little bit more deliberate and having an inner practice. Well, you know, that's so necessary right now because um, I'm in California and I'm still on shutdown and it's just not me, but everybody around me, neighbors, everyone, mm-hmm. they're feeling the stress, especially because we really can't socialize. You know, I can yell over my fence, hi, how you doing? But right. that's the extent of it. And it's like loneliness is setting in. All of these things, restrictions. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not used to being restricted. I just... Mm-hmm. I've never been restricted. I've always, I guess that's the beauty of being an American. So this, this whole thing has literally taken people down the road of what the heck is going on. And I think right now, this is when they really need you to help guide them back into the place where maybe it's not such a bad thing. Maybe it is a good thing. But I, a lot of us can't see the good of it all right now. Being restricted, you know, having to wear a face mask and at all. Yeah. I mean, I do, I, it is a balance. I mean, it is, it is a reality. And I think the feelings are just normal and you're going to have them, right? It's not like you don't get irritated and you need to pretend you shouldn't be, right? Or you shouldn't be scared or whatever that is. I think for me, though, it's a matter of, well, but how long am I going to just be there? I, I, I've gotten very, I don't know, I, I only tolerate those spaces for minimum these days. <laughs> like, I don't want to spend a whole day mad. I don't, I don't want to spend a whole day fearful. I, I just, you know, I don't want to spend a whole day lonely. You know, it's like, um, and, but I think it's completely normal that, anyone will experience that. I mean, we're, we're human and that's just part of the package. What for me, the journey has been though, is I grew up feeling like I had to be a victim to whatever was going on and whatever feeling I had, I just had to be a victim to that. I didn't, I didn't know I could shift it. I didn't know how to be with that. 
And, that's and so to me, those are the practices. It's like, so, you know, I grew up on a farm pretty isolated. So loneliness was kind of, that was normal. <laughs> Unfortunately, I mean, it was, you know, but, and I know even today when it gets triggered and I start feeling like I feel isolated, which, you know, today it's easier to do. But I, I know if I just call somebody within a few minutes, I'm going to feel better. If I just connect in whatever way I can still connect, I'm still going to feel better. It's still going to shift me from just being like lost in my loneliness, which is the worst thing. Yeah. You know, lost, lost in any of my limiting beliefs, lost in any of those chronic negative feelings is kind of, that's the worst of it. You know, yeah. I, I, th I think of a, Mark Twain. So he had this quote. He said, you know, I've had a lot of struggles and really hard problems in my life. And some of them were real. <laughs> you know, and it was just his way of a lot of times we get lost in our stuff. So so when you were mentioning loneliness, I just was like, yeah, I, I get that. But even today, when I start feeling stuck in it, if I just reach out, which is the hardest thing to do. But if you just connect either through a call uh, I would I would suggest a call versus a text because <laughs> it just it's a little more real with the energy, yeah. Yeah. but it, it really can help lighten that in the midst of the realities of what we're dealing with. Well, uh, I know a lot of people um, in, especially California, um, they're without jobs. The money's not flowing in. So there are some difficulties. Absolutely. Um, the spiritual aspect, you're not allowed to go to church, which is really a shame, even if they had it on Zoom or something to get, they're missing their spiritual aspect of their lives. But it, it's not easy. It's not easy mm -hmm. when there's so much fear. All right, how am I going to, manifest enough money to get me through for another month you know that's pretty scary and a lot of people right now and i'm bringing up all the terrible things but they're losing their businesses yeah and, and yeah. it's so it is it's not only fearful for the parents but it goes down to the kids and that's right. really heartbreaking right no it's so you know, a lot of my work is training. So come, you know, when the, I guess, so whatever, whatever day in March that was, <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I had, I had easily six jobs in, in April that went away. Um, that was quite a few thousands of dollars that just stopped and there was no, and it wasn't going to come soon. Right. Um, and I know, I know for me, I've still, there's still been a deliberateness though to, to me, the, the, it's like the, the principles and the, the teachings around manifesting haven't changed. The reality of the, the physical, you know, the real condition that you're up against is a little bit more in my face. Yeah. Right. Um, but I know for me, and I can just speak to me personally, like I've still had to go within frequently, probably even more so now, 
to keep feeling what abundance feels like, to keep appreciating the money I do have, to keep appreciating what is still working. It's like there's still an energetic level of my consciousness. I have to, even though, I mean, personally, yeah, I did lose quite a few thousands of dollars in a month and it's not coming back that way. (laughs) But I haven't, I don't know that that means it can't come. (laughs) You know? And so, but I know on my end, I still have to line up with abundance. Right. In the midst of that avenue of abundance is appears to be closed for now. But I'm trusting the divine intelligence has more avenues for me. But when I I think of a garden hose, one of my articles in there is a kink in your divine flow. And I, I garden a lot and I have a hose and I, you know, you're dragging it around and it kinks and it's just oh, frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> but one day it was like, I just had this inspiration to write one of these pieces, but it was around the kink in the hose and, and, and the frustration. But the teaching was right in that kink is still that flow of water. Like the, the kink, the flow hasn't left. And the, and I think of it from a divine sense, there are ways I can kink that by getting overly focused on what's going on out there and the shortage and the lack and the fear and right. And when I do that, there's a, I'm, I'm kind of kinking my divine flow, but when it's kinked, the, the flow of water is still right, right there. It hasn't like abandoned. It hasn't run away. It hasn't, (laughs) but I have to do something to just lessen it a little bit. And maybe I can't, open it fully, but I can still do things that lessen it a little bit, you know, and, and Esther Hicks will talk about your feelings will always kind of let you know how aligned you are. That's right. And if I'm in intense fear and I can just get it to lighten a little bit, then I'm letting a little bit more divine flow happen. Right. Um, and, and so anyway, when you were talking, I just thought of that piece. Well, so. You know, the, the truth is we're given this time to really know how powerful we are in manifesting. It's, we shouldn't be stopping manifesting. We should be focusing on creating right now. This is the perfect time to see and to create for when we do get back online. True. And, and then the what that looks like could be entirely different. Yeah. Because I, re- I was used to doing more live things than virtual training. And so I've done three so far virtually. And it is different. But I had to just go, give it a go. <laughs> you know, figure out how you do this on Zoom and, and do a multiple, you know, group kind of thing. And I'm getting ready to start an eight-week master class. It's like I've never done that before. But it's based off of my first book. And it's all about God is consciousness and our connectedness to it. And then how do we use that to deliberately manifest things in our life? And it's like, you know, what if I just took a chapter and chunked it down to eight weeks and let's just do a class and see what the hell happens. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But as I go in, here's the thing I think is true. If I got caught up in the fear of the lack, like I don't have this money, how the hell is this going to happen? You know, and, and kind of that doom and gloom, which, 
which I'm I'm aware of. It's not like I don't do that stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're I'm, very, all I'm very skilled at how to do that, but I've had to learn to get very skilled at how to interrupt that. And so as I keep going within and I keep s- s- continuing to, to, in my consciousness, embody abundance and my business growing and my business still succeeding, what happens is these, these ideas come. Like we'll do a Zoom virtual workshop, see what the hell that would work. You know, because I already had a date scheduled and it was already pre-approved for continuing education hours for social workers because my background's in social work. And I was like, well, let's not cancel it. Let's just do it this way. <laughs> and it went, it went well. It was different. It was different. Um, and then like the idea for the master class, it's like, well, I never had that idea before because I was doing it another way. You know, so, so I do think there's... It's so true what you're saying. There is the reality, but there's always been the reality. Yeah. You know, this one's just a little more in your face. (laughs) Is that the truth or what? But I don't think it changes the how I need to approach my life. And and to me now is still a great time. It might be harder. It's more work because you have more fear to deal with or more intense emotion to get past. Um, but I don't think it changes the truth of needing to go within and how life and how we do create our world. The, the laws still are the same, mm. you know? So, so to me, I, I agree it's, it's true, but I also still need to, do, to go in and do the work. And now, now's a good time. And yeah, that is true. Um, what I'm finding out, well, because I'm an internet business, um, which is fun, um, but uh, it's forcing me to learn a whole bunch of new internet things that keeps the business flowing. It's it's really wonderful. I'm discovering. Um, and it's really time consuming. So, and I'm grateful for that because it's kind of. <laughs> keeping me busy while everything is shut down. (laughs) But in other words, I can expand the business and everybody else can too while they're in their homes. They can get new discoveries. You know what I am going to do? I can't believe I'm doing this. See, I'm in California, but guess what? I am decided I'm moving to Las Vegas and I'm getting this big house there. And I'm going to be throwing events in Las Vegas so that everybody can come. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, would I have had this idea that I'm going forward with? Would I even have it had it not been for this and my frustration of being shut in? Probably not. I would have never thought about it. Right. Yeah, my niece lost her job. I've known, you know, a few other folks that have lost theirs. And, um, you know, and I know it's not easy for her. And, and she's she's actually, you know, the, she's actually, and her boss was pretty good about, look, if I go part-time with you, you can make more on unemployment than you could if you went part-time. So so let me let you go so you can get your unemployment. And then when it's, when things pick up, we can look at bringing you back. And we were chatting though the other day, and she's she knows that that's down the road, 
but she also feels like I don't know that I should just wait for that. I think I should look and keep, and she is, she's just starting to sense and see what, what could I do in, in, otherwise? And I think, great, you know, follow that, follow that intuition, follow that inspiration. Isn't right? that a little um, bit of the spark of the divine? Because all of a sudden, you're getting these ideas that you would not have ever got before. I mean, it's like they're just like popping up. So out of that frustration, out of that anger, um, well, we're still creating with we things are. we would have never been done before. It's, it's really a good thing. You, I do, I, but I do think we have to... Like, it's hard for a good idea to come your way when you're very, very overly stuck in the problem. <laughs> that <laughs> is know? so true. Well, there's a, that consciousness has that energy and it's going to just draw things like it, right? Which is more reasons why the problem is, why things won't work. I would just see, just the other day, I'll just share this real quick. There was, I was, I was part of a Zoom kind of group and we were just visiting and stuff and, and, but these two guys were, one was very, his business is suffering and he was very in the space of it's not working and here's why, and here's why this won't work. And this other guy was in a very, he was in a different place. He was like solution, solution, solution. And he had awesome ideas. But every time the solution came to the other guys, like swatted down. Oh God. <laughs> it won't work because it won't work because, and it's like, well, He's in a certain state of consciousness and it's only going to, only thing that's going to resonate with him right now is things that agree with why it won't work. This guy's in a different place. He's in a place of solution and opportunity and he keeps getting, and they're brilliant ideas and he just kept having them. <laughs> but it's the same law of attraction thing, right? It's just responding to different states of, of being. And it's like, and, and I just shared this. I, I do some uh, two YouTubes, uh, uh, not YouTube, uh, Facebook Lives on Divine Dirt Inspirations. I, I take a, something from the book and I, I go live on Tuesdays and Thursdays and I just share it. Um, but I was sharing this one, how this guy has to get out of this space. And that means he could just go walk his dog and go back in the, he was doing a hike earlier. If he just went do that, because a lot of times you hear, I've had experiences and other people, once they left the problem and they went do something completely different, then they had this aha moment. But it's like that meant you shifted your energy and something else could happen. But if you don't shift your energy and you stay there, it's not that the ideas are unlimited. It's not like there's no more opportunities. It's just you are not tuned in. And so you have to shift yourself somehow and then they can line up with you. Mm. Right. So it's like if he would have done something a little bit different, he would have been a little bit more receptive to one of the ideas. Yeah, and that's it. Sometimes we can be our own worst enemy. Yeah. <laughs> I have daily moments. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. So that's, that's good. But when we get in alignment, then we're able to pick up these perhaps life-changing situations. I mean, never in my life have I been so restricted as if I'm kind of like in a prison, although it's a nice prison, but, you know, it's like 
so it's restricted, but I can choose to just sit back and do what you do and meditate and come to grips and let the just shift, shift so that other things can flow in. There's a whole bunch of messages. Perhaps our divine purpose on this planet could come in that we have never received before. True. I mean, it's to me, you know, I didn't have the ideas for the master class and doing it virtually and because uh, I liked kind of the live experience. Um, but I actually, when I did them, Virtually, you know, I had people from different states. It's like, well, that was a lot harder to do when I did them live, <laughs> you know. So, so anyway, so I think it's it's evolving for sure. Yeah. Uh, but what for me, what's important is abundance hasn't gone away, ideas haven't gone away, but you know, the opportunities haven't gone away. But if if things out here are making it harder for me to stay in line. I have to up my game. You know, if I only meditated once a day and right now the life is hitting me harder, you know, I think of it this way. A lot of times if you were sick and a doctor said, look, I want you to take these pills four times a day, you would take the damn thing. Yeah. It's like, well, what I, when I have things going on that are tougher and we do, I, I don't think, I think that's part of the idea behind life because the contrast is a piece of it. Night and day is the way it was supposed to be. You know, it's not, it's not like supposed to be all day. But <clears throat> I think I lost where I was going with that. I did. I lost where I was going with that. That's okay because you, there's, there's another path that you're supposed to be going on. So, say something I was saying before that I was... Hmm. We were, were learning through this time oh, yeah up, up in my game up in my game so when i have things external that are making it harder for me right because the reality is really hitting me a certain way i do the same thing as if a doctor said here take these pills right. i i really do up my time going within i up my time really connecting and and embodying a better state of consciousness i have to withdraw from it I have to limit how much I, I hang out in it. Um, and it, so even if I start noticing I'm starting to feel bad, like feeling like a flu or, you know, I, I up my meditation time. It's like that's – I prefer to take that pill than another one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But every time I do it, my system can it, – it, it recharges. I, I feel better. I get grounded again. Now, if things in my life are harder – it, it might only last an hour and then I'm thrown again, you know, but it's like, if I stay aware of that, then, then let me come back. You know? And it might be, it might be two minutes. It might be five minutes, but anything I can do to interrupt is better than just letting it like ruin my entire day. Right. Uh, yeah. Like going out and, and going barefoot in the grass, that is a grounding thing that connects you to the energy of the earth. It does. So, so it, you can do that for five minutes. Just walk around in the grass. I will walk my dogs. I, I do a practice called centering prayer, uh, which is just a meditative prayer practice. Um, it's 
it was back in the 14th century kind of monasteries and um, but it's really a it's your intention is to just be with whatever with whatever that is for you whether it's source intelligence universe god whatever but you pick a simple word they call it a sacred word just a one two syllable word but it's just because you're going to go off in thought you're going to your mind's going to go somewhere mm-hmm. it's just you you silently just introduce this sacred word back to yourself to bring you back and just again just be with i think of like if you're hanging out on a on a park bench with somebody you love you don't really need to talk to just enjoy their presence sometimes just hanging out with them and it's kind of like that. You're just hanging out with your divine self or with the divine or whatever that is for you. And every time you go off, you come back. And if you go off and you come back. And feelings can sometimes come up because now you've gotten still enough to know how the hell you feel. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a, and, I, and I, talk, I have a couple of chapters in the book that teach that practice. Um, you know, another one. I, I love Joe Dispenza. I'm a big fan of his, and I, yeah. I've done his seven-day intensives, and, and they are intensive. I love that. <laughs> you know, you go the first time, it's like, well, is it really going to be intensive, or is it going to be about a bunch of lecture? And it's like, oh, no, it's intensive, which is fantastic. But <clears throat> I will – So, can I share a quick story? It's in my book, but it's an it's a easy meditation I think people can use when they're struggling, but it's in the moment. Okay. Um, so I was at an airport back when you could do that. <laughs> and and I, was, I was next in line, but the two men in front of me were just livid, angry, mad. The agent was having the hardest time because they were just like dumping on her. And you could just feel it in the air. And I knew the last thing I wanted to do was be any part of it. And you know, people look at you like they want your attention because they just want to like start dumping it on you. <laughs> yeah. And I purposely, I, I didn't close my eyes, but I purposely just started breathing into my heart center. And I just did that till I could feel myself settling there. And then I just decided I'm just going to send this energy of love out to them. And just, I just, so outwardly, I just look like somebody standing in line. Inwardly though, I'm doing this thing. I'm breathing. I'm going into my heart space and I literally sense, I'm looking for the energy of love, not the word, the true thing. And then I just envision I'm sending it to them. And really within moments, the next thing I know is I hear my name gets called. The agent calls me because she, she's ready to tag my bag. She looks at the angry guy in front who has this big, enormous suitcase on the scale. She makes him move it, <laughs> which just pisses him off even more. She puts mine on there. She goes, I apologize for the delay. I've really not had a delay. I've had like just really a few moments. And she, I go on my way and I just appreciate her for what she's doing. But it was such a different from going with, had I joined the anger and the worry, I really believe a whole different experience would have happened. And, and it's just, I will still practice this when I'm out there and there's something kind of like negative going on around me. I can either go to it or I go within and I just try to send out something else. And I've had numerous times when I do that, I, I call it, in the book it's called Two Experiments with Love. And because uh, I share another one with my husband who came back from work in a bad mood and I just started doing the same thing with him and it completely shifted things. Um, so, 
So centering prayer is a practice that you can use breathing into your heart space and just really waiting. You're sensing the energy of love and then sending that out. Um, it's like two little simple exercises I think people can do that to me make a difference Yeah. in yeah. this time. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sure it will because you're stepping outside of your problems. You're getting centered. And if people don't realize that if we don't do that, that's how you get sick. That's how you're susceptible to the coronavirus or to any flu or to whatever. The, the importance of getting centered has to do with the well-being of your health, mentally, physically, everything. So that's where we got to always come back to. If we don't want to get the flu or we don't want to get this coronavirus, well, you know, it starts within us. It, yeah, and there's too much research now about meditation and what it does to your immune system and, and even heart center. You know, heart math does a lot. Joe does a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, and just one of the things I, I thought it was interesting because there's, it talks about the, there's neurons between your heart and your brain, right? But there's 90% more of them that go from your heart to your brain versus the other way around, which really, you know, most of us, I grew up, you know, the brain's everything. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, the heart actually has a lot more to do with everything. Um, so, so right now, when I think of tangible how-to's, it's like if your stress level is higher, then to me, you have to up your game. You just do. It's like you can't wait for that to settle down for you to start deciding to do something. Mm. You got to do it now. And it's like if you only meditated once a day, then up your game. Do it more often. Yeah. Um, you know, Neville Goddard, and I talk about it in their, their recent Law of Attraction magazine article, is, you know, our awareness is divine consciousness yes. and whatever I keep holding within my own awareness, because it is divine consciousness will manifest. And I know for myself personally, things that are hard, like I've had a hard time manifesting in my life has been because it's hard to embody that place, you know, but usually that's because out this true real thing that I call physicality keeps pulling me in there. Yeah. I, you know, I had a growth on my head that for years I could never heal the damn thing. I tried everything I knew, all the teachings from metaphysics and, and people kept going, you need to go see a doctor. And I was like, no, <laughs> it didn't feel life threatening. It wasn't my health. You know, I was like, I'm going to do this. And I was re -re I reread all the time and I restudy and, and it was a Neville Goddard thing. And it was a nuance about thinking from the end. And what I realized from the end meant I had to embody the consciousness where I didn't have a growth anymore. It wasn't, I, every time I was trying to heal it meant it was still in my consciousness. For it to go away meant I had to embody the consciousness of it was no longer. Ah. And that was hard because I kept trying to heal it. And I, I did, I was, every time I was trying to heal it, then it was still there. <laughs> and, and so it wouldn't go away. And that was years. I'm, and I'm not years. And then, but when I started embodying the consciousness of it was gone in a felt way, within three weeks, it flaked off and it went away. And right now, you, you would have been able to see it because it was the size of my thumb and it was wow. right there. But it, 
it was one of those subtle nuances. And that's what I love coaching people with is, is on those. Cause it's, they make the difference, you know, it's, it's, cause it really was as long as I was trying to heal it, I had something in my consciousness and that's what kept me. It, it couldn't go away because I wasn't embodying the consciousness of it gone. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's just apply everything that you just said mm -hmm. to the situation that's occurring today with the coronavirus and everything. All we need to do then is to go within and just start visioning that it's no longer a part of our lives. Like this time is just not really happening. Is or or what would you suggest? You know, for me, I don't even focus on the virus. <laughs> I'm focusing on my world. And in my world, the virus isn't in there. I'm folk like when I right now, I mean I'm a lot of my time is focusing on my on my business growing, my ability to reach more people. Um and that I can that I can keep doing the work I love, which is this, and and thrive out there. And but I have to keep envisioning me thriving, regardless of the coronavirus, regardless of what the hell's going on out there. Like I can't if, I can't let that be a part of anything, <laughs> because if I do, I'm introducing a limit into into this. It's so. The part that was so important for me to understand was my awareness, this consciousness is divine consciousness. You, you are the thing itself. And as long as I keep embodying me wanting my business to thrive, for example, it can't. You know, I have to get to the place of it is, and I have to feel the fullness of that. And as I do that, and I keep remembering What's going on in that moment is divine consciousness is embodying a new state of being. It will manifest it if I get in there and hang in there long enough, you know, but I can't just do it for a moment and then I'm back into the, to what crap in the world. I have to really, I have to embody the new state. It was kind of like the growth of my head for years. It just never would go away. I don't care what the hell I tried. But I wasn't. You had a focus on it not being there. That consciousness of it no longer is very different than trying to heal something. <laughs> if you're trying to heal something, that means it's still in your consciousness. <laughs> you know, it's like I had to get to, and, and I'll tell you, I do have time to tell you how I did it. So here's the funny, simple trick that worked. I envisioned a conversation with the guy that cuts my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I needed something that was going to pull me to that state of consciousness. And obviously I hadn't been successful. So I was like, well, let's try something else. And, you know, and so I envisioned his name's Jared and I envisioned him, you know, cause he sees my scalp. He sees this thing and he, and all of a sudden it's gone. And he's like, well, what'd you do? You're like, who, who did they, who, what doctor did you go to? Did they have to burn it off? You know, what happened? And I was like, no, I finally, 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 <laughs> I went within divine consciousness. We got it. We figured it out. And it went away in three weeks. And I get to, and I get all jazzed about the story of it gone. But that exchange of him and I is what allowed me to embody and throw myself in there. Okay. Fully. And so I had to use something as simple as, as this exchange with him 
And I did it repeatedly in meditation, but I did it energetically where I'd feel it. And then, you know, and at first it started looking like it was smaller, but it's like, ah, you, are you fooling yourself? Is it really changing? You know, it's been years, right? And then I kept doing it. And then it's like, you know, I really think it's getting smaller. And then, and then it started flaking off and it's like, well, this shit's working. <laughs> you know? and, and it, but it, it really was that. It's like, we are divine consciousness. And so, well, what the hell am I embodying? And it was hard, but I had to embody me without a growth. And that just was hard because it's like, you live in this thing. But when I did it, it changed everything. Interesting. It's the same thing. I, I'm right now, I'm just having to embody me thriving. And I don't care what the outer world's got going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so when I'm going within and I'm, and, and Joe talks about, like he does walking meditations, right? Yes. And I do my own version of it, but I walk my dogs to get me out. But as I'm walking my dogs, I keep like the I am, like I am this confident, successful being, right? And I keep feeling that while I walk my dog. So it's not like I'm only living it when I'm in meditation, which sometimes is easier. <laughs> it's like, can I live it while I move and breathe and interact in my body? And if I can do that, then you really start getting some movement going. So yeah. I practice. When you mentioned earlier, go for a walk, go outside. So yeah, do that and keep trying to embody that new state of being while you go for a walk. You know, it's like, Take, take that inner workshop out to the street when you can. <laughs> that, is, that is really good. That is really good advice. And everything that you just said, everybody needs to hear about it. I want to remind people that to help them on the quest of getting through this um, unique time in history is really easy just to come and open up the book and marvel at the beautiful flowers and read it. And that's going to keep you feeling good and start your day off right. It's so important to do. And I can't thank you enough for writing this. Thanks. Yeah, and the moment you do that, the moment you breathe a little different, you read something a little different, you have shifted your neurology. You have shifted your biology. And you've interrupted the stress response. You know, and it's like if you can do that more often, then great, right? You're, you're, you're helping your, your whole system. So. Yeah, we're not supposed to be on this planet and suffer. We're supposed to be on this planet to learn how not to suffer. Can, can I share one more thing I'm excited yeah. about? Yeah. So, so I'm kind of wearing it. Yeah. So I got in, again, it's another inspiration. I didn't have it before. I, I didn't even have it before I wrote the book. But once I wrote the book, I got inspired. It's like, you know, what energy is in words and energy is in images, so I was like, well, what if you could wear the images and the quotes in the book? <laughs> so on the back of the book, it's divinedirt.net, and it's a store I, I just started. And all there are right now, there's T-shirts with different inspirations. This one is, your inherent divine nature is joy, and, it, and it's a flower from my garden. And this one is another one, and it's, Aww. you have way more influence than you realize. You know, and it's another flower. Um, yeah, and there's just a, there's a few, there's like, you're a unique expression of the divine. Um, but to me, it's like, this has energy. And a lot of times when you wear something, people read what you're wearing. 
And if I was wearing this and that person read it, and it could just be the very thing they needed to hear, right? Um, or I, I, sometimes I'm like, all right, what do I need to hear today? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of reach for that mug. My favorite mug says joy on it. And I, and I use that one most mornings. <laughs> Good, so, start your day off in joy. Yeah. But just to go back to stuff we were talking about, that idea didn't come until later. I, like, I didn't start out with the idea of, oh, I'm going to write this book. And I really started out just feeling inspired to share these stories and pair them up with an image from the garden. And then the book idea came later. And then the book was yeah. way out before the T-shirt idea happened. So. <laughs> you know, and, and it's true with me. I, I didn't even think about moving to Las, Va to Las Vegas except during this time, this experience is what pushed me forward. And I know it's the right one. I can feel it's the right decision. So if we use this, get in touch um, and really focus, uh, we're going to find all of these incredible ideas just go. And there we go. Yeah. I Can I end on just something I feel really strong? It's just, we really are. Divine consciousness is really you. It, it's, it's not a watered-down version of it. You're not a lesser version of it. It is you experiencing life. And it didn't do it because it was lacking anything. It's doing it because of the joy of life. And, like, it wants to experience life as jewel. And it wants to experience life as anybody else who's seeing this. It wants to experience life as Michael. And as I hold things in my consciousness, it will let me experience that. We've just, we didn't grow up knowing any of this crap. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. So we don't think we're, we don't know we're a divine being. We don't know that our consciousness is divinity itself and your divinity itself. And so we just, we let the outer world and we let old beliefs decide what we keep holding in consciousness and we keep having crap <laughs> yeah. and we get mad about it. And it's like, no, you're, you're so much more than that. So, so I just like to pause or, or wrap up or wherever we are on, on there. That's, that's a good, that's a good place to end it because it's been very, very powerful. Um, thank you so much for taking the time and coming on and please everyone go get this book. If you can see it, I don't know. I'm getting some background in it. Divine yeah. Dirt 2012. There There's you go. <laughs> um, and you can get the calendar or gardening tips. But yeah, the gardening tips are in the back of the book. Yeah. But, um, but it really will get you to the place where you're going to be inspired. And that's what this time is all about, not frustration. Yeah, and it doesn't have to take long. It doesn't have to take long. It can just be a two-minute pause. <laughs> yeah, that's all yeah. it is. For yeah. that idea to pop on in, oh, it's all good. Well, right. thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on. No, thank you. I appreciate it as well. Thanks a bunch for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.